Welcome into your betting preview for this week's American Express. I'm Rick Gaming. That right there, Andy Lack. Andy, good morning. Good morning, man. Yeah, I am, let's say, tepidly excited for this week. I think this is probably, hmm, maybe the best field in American Express history. Uh, I think it's certainly going to be. I don't know what the strength Pro- of the field is going to end up being, but just looking at the names, it has to be. Definitely since we've been covering golf. Definitely since I could remember. I'll say that. I can't can't speak for the Bob Hope Challenge in the 1960s. Yeah, that's a whole nother. So that used to be five rounds, right? They used to play five rounds, 90 holes. So like if you go back and holes, rerun yeah. all like the best fantasy scoring ever, it's like that event. Because yeah. guys would routinely score 150 fantasy points. 90 holes, the uh, the celebrity pro-am, and I guess we should mention this uh, at the top just in case any of the listeners are uh, don't know the total format of this event, but it's one of the two pro-ams on the PGA Tour. And if you look at like the celebrity list of pro-am participants, it's just kind of like slowly falling off a cliff. It's, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm almost, it's a I'm almost on the list. I'm I'm very close to being on the list at this Dude, point. Dude, we're getting close. Yeah, what is what is uh, um, our goal for next year? Is me and you are we're teaming it up with Zalatoris in the pro am. Yeah, so as as it continues to decline, we'll just uh, weasel our way in. I think that's I think that's probably the best way to handle this. Sounds like a plan to me. We're going to talk about outrights. We'll talk about matchups. We'll talk about props. We'll go through one and done options. Uh, fire up the chat if you're interested. But before we get too hot and heavy, Andy. It's a very important week because you and I are battling it out. Uh, the New York Golf Club 0 and 1 versus the Vegas Straight Flushers 1 and 0 in a battle for glory this week. Uh, last week went about as expected for me, as you can expect for a team that starts four guys. But man, you are in trouble this week because, spoiler alert. I can field a full roster. I'm so annoyed that Joe got the layup. (laughs) And not only am I getting the full six, but the full six are a couple of desert dogs in like Hadwin and Siwoo and Fowler. And this is Jason Day's time of year. Plus you throw in Will Zalatoris. So that's that's Andy's roster plus Aaron Rye. I'm combating that with Thomas Dietrich, S.H. Kim, Tom Kim, Taylor Pendrith, Sam Ryder, and Joel Damon, who was on the roster in the starting spot, just just withdrew. withdrew. Yeah. So I am, I'm a dog in this matchup, obviously. I I say this humbly, but I agree. I think I should be favored in this matchup. SH Kim's playing really good golf, by the way. Did you draft him or pick him up for the up. I picked him up last week. Wow, that's a really good pickup, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think I picked him up and started him last week. Yeah, and I remember I had him in my rankings, but it was not very high. Yeah, um, that that's a um, that's a good that's a good find, and he actually may be worth stashing. Like, are you planning on save? Are you planning on dropping him if you need to, or maybe saving him as a bench guy? Yeah, there are a couple of guys that I would definitely churn before him. Um, who like- did? Who did? Who did you? Dr- Oh no! You drafted him, or no? You picked no, him up. So I picked who did him you, up. I who'd dropped, you drop for him? Who'd you uh, drop for? Him? I dropped whoever my final pick was. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I think I ended up having to drop 
Taylor Moore to get to my fourth guy, which I think was Kevin Strillman. Uh, so I probably should have just kept Taylor Moore. I, uh, I dropped. Okay. So I made two moves last week. I dropped mm-hmm. Hostler for Robbie Shelton because Shelton was <sighs> playing. Yeah. And I dropped Lee Hodges for H- SHK. Ooh, I didn't know Lee Hodges is on the wire. That's yeah. a good pickup for this week. Maybe somebody yeah. already put that in and submitted it. But yeah. So those were those were the decisions. But now now looking at my like I I'm not thrilled that I've had to start Robbie Shelton two straight weeks. Like I will churn him, I will churn him pretty quickly. <laughs> no, and I was actually looking into him this week as a DFS play, and he did not hit the ball last week whatsoever the way that you would be hoping for. Right. So he snuck in because Damon just withdrew on me. So that's right. where we're at at this point. Not great. Uh, you and I also play, we play like twice in the first four weeks or something like that. So we're going to have a lot. Huh. Do we really? That's interesting. Well, that's a bummer because I was hoping that maybe we'd get to square off for a major championship. Ooh. Well, while we're, while we're already here, let's just look at who plays for. So majors, I have Joe, the Palm Beach Coconuts, uh, for a major. And you have Keith Stewart, the four horsemen for the Masters. Pretty good. I'm excited for that. Four horsemen are good. That's a sneaky team. Yeah, they are pretty good. They are pretty yeah. good. They're going to win a lot. All right. Speaking of winning, we got to find some outrights here. Let's start with the outright market. This is the grid via odds checker. So you can check. Uh, oh, I guess that's where they get the name. You can check all the odds from everywhere and see what the best lines available to you are. John Rom, no surprise, six and a half to one. Scotty Scheffler, 10 to one. Patrick Cantlay, 11. The only other golfer sub 20 is Tony Finau. Before mm-hmm. we even get into this, Andy, the top of the board, this is kind of a chaotic event. You know, yeah. the there is just kind of random luck when it comes to the course rotation. It's weird. You're not getting to play the same course every single day. And we have seen some really long shot winners. We've seen Adam Long at like 500. I don't know what he's 500 to one. Hudson Swaffer was like 100 to one. We've seen um, there was somebody else who was, oh, Andrew Landry was like 200 to one when he won this. So th- it, it does kind of breed a little bit of chaos. Yeah, and that's kind of the one thing that I wanted to ask you about is we have this enough of a sample size now where the top of the, even though it did kind of get broken last week, Siwoo was 45 to 1, but how do you marry the fact that this is like the most classic statistically defined putting contest that you are going to find on the PGA Tour with the fact that the top of the board continues to hit at such a high rate? I will I will continue to embrace the volatility and the putting. The if if John Rahm wins this, uh hats off to you. I just think that there are right. so many additional right. factors and it's proven itself like I don't think it's that crazy that this event with three different courses, the pro am, uh, just a l- large field, everything going into it that we've had a lot of long like that passes the sniff test to me. So I'm happy to build a card that also would pass the sniff test. So you are avoiding the very, very top. Yeah. I will be tempted in the next area for like a, like, mm-hmm. like Will's out to me. I, I saw him at 22. Like that was kind of interesting, but I will, I will start lower and I will just pepper 
I think last year, and I, I think I had a Hudson Swafford ticket. I definitely had a Hudson Swafford ticket last year. I think I, I think I had, I think I had bet. It was my largest card of the year. I think it was like ten guys, but they were all like eighty to one or longer, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of a popular card construction for this week. I'm not getting that crazy. Like I start with, I have one guy below twenty five to one, and then for me, it's a lot of guys in that what forty to seventy range. Who's who's the one under twenty five? Cameron Young, mm, twenty two to one as of I right now, about, the best available yeah. number on the grid. Yeah, I got about twenty three. You know, there were a lot of lingering twenty eights and twenty fives. I did not catch that in time, but I'm still pretty comfortable with the twenty three. Uh, for me, this just feels like a good breakout spot for, in my opinion, the best player on the PGA Tour without a win. And uh, we've seen that this is a guy that can go low in easier scoring conditions, right? He was, I finished, I believe he finished second at the Rocket Mortgage. He also finished second at St. Andrews, which was, I think people forget, extremely easy scoring conditions. And any course where you can be extremely aggressive off the tee with your driver, and he's like a sneaky good flip wedge player as well. I trust his putter. Um, I just... I'm just trying to call my shot with him here. I, I just, I think this is a spot where he is so overly due to get that first W and um, I like this golf course for him. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I, so my, my short list in that, in that range was like Zalatoris and Cam Young. And not that I think that this is a particularly amazing spot for Zalatoris. I just think that he's not near, like everyone feels, it sounds like everyone's treating him like he's legit injured like he looked pretty he's good not in, he finished right. 11th at the century journal champions and the other thing rec that bothers me a lot about zalatoris and this event in general is that people continue to ride with a completely subjective narrative of oh will zalatoris he can't make enough putts to get to 25 under par well did you watch the corn Ferry tour in 2021 yeah. Well, listen, when you hit everything to like seven feet, it's a lot easier to make those. <laughs> right. I agree. So I don't, I don't buy into the fact that some of these guys that just because they're really good in difficult scoring conditions doesn't mean that they can't win at an easy course either. Uh, he got better each and every round last or not last week, two weeks ago in Maui, his first start back. So, I mean, it's, it's, it was like very clear knocking off the rust situation. I would not, uh, be allowed to get out of this tier without talking about Xander Shoffley with you. So 20 to one, mm -hmm. obviously withdrawals after, uh, you know, one round of the tournament of champions. We saw the tweets about the back. Seems like he's ready to rock and roll. If he's, if he's a hundred percent, he's like the third best player in this field. Yeah. So from what I've heard from his camp is that he is fully healthy and there's not going to be a withdrawal this week. It wasn't a, we are feeling amazing, we're going to win this tournament. It was more of a, we are healthy and we are playing. So I'm still not playing him. I just want to wait and see. I actually, this golf course is fine for him. I mean, he's like the sixth best player in the world. He can play well anywhere, even though he hasn't played this tournament since 2017 and the or 2018. And the both times that he's played this tournament, he's missed the cut. Um, it's a wait and see for me. What about you?
Yes, I just think we talked about Cam Young. We talked about uh, Will Zalatoris. There is the rest of the board that I want to get to. That it just is. It's, he's just going to be the odd man out. It is not that I'm overly concerned. I'm just five out of ten on him. And if I'm five out of ten, it probably doesn't get my money. Last question for you before we dive a little bit deeper into the mid tier. Are you in on the Tom Kim bounce back? Uh, I think you have to be right. Like yeah, if totally. you totally, if you, I mean, he didn't make my betting card, but he's a one and done look for me. He is a DraftKings look for me. hundred percent. Six and a half strokes putting wreck. Yeah. If you believe it all in statistics and variants and outliers, like you have to be in on Tom Kim. He lost six and a half strokes putting by far his worst putting performance of his career still was like 12th in ball striking over the first two rounds. Um, uh, like, yes, you have to buy that. A hundred, a hundred percent. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the thirties range. Who who do you have next coming up All right. next for you? So this is a range where there's actually kind of a pretty decent gap. If you're looking at the grid, it's Tom Kim at 22. Then it drops to Brian Harmon at 40 along with Sam Burns and Tom Hoagie and Siwoo Kim, who just won last week. And then before we get to 50, we get to Taylor Montgomery. So, um, I don't know if I'll make a bet here. I think there's a lot of interesting guys. I haven't really decided on it. I think Brian Harmon here is much better than he was last week at 18 to one. Um, Tom Hoagie, who you can get on any of these, just like go out there, make a bunch of birdies, fire it at flags. That's interesting. I am not going to bet it, but um, there's a pretty good chance. Like Siwoo could just go back to back. Like this, he's going, he's gained eight strokes on approach in two straight starts. And he is going to maybe one of the best spots for him historically. That would be kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't really buy too much into the designer player comp, I guess you would say, right. Where it's like, oh, this guy is good on Pete Dye courses. I think that people underestimate how differently the range that most modern designers have in the way that they design courses. With that being said, Siwoo Kim and Pete Dye have <laughs> some sort of marriage here going on that we cannot underestimate. Unfortunately, I just don't have room for him, Rick, because the screen that you just had up, I've got three guys in that range that I'm betting. You mentioned Brian Harmon. I haven't made the bet yet. But I was looking at this this morning because I have room for one more guy between like 29 and 40. And you know I'm not going to bet Taylor Montgomery. We're close right. enough friends at this point that you know I'm not going to go that way. Uh, wake me up when he get last it's week. It's a putting he, uh, contest, Andy. Get the best putter in the world. Last week he lost four and a half strokes on approach, Rick. So I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, anyway, I like Brian Harmon a lot this week. Also, Tom Hoagie is just like, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. And that's because he is an elite wedge player. And I guess the thing that's interesting about guys like Brian Harmon and Tom Hoagie is that they were what? 98 and $10,000 in DraftKings last week. And so by the fact that they both finished in like, uh, I know Brian Harmon finished 32nd. What did Tom Hoagie finish? 41st. Okay, so the fact that they finished 32nd and 41st, despite hitting the ball great, they like let people down last week in DraftKings because they didn't finish top 10. 
I think this is a great spot for both of them. I mean, I would make the argument that this course is arguably just as good, if not better for can't for Tom Hoagie and Brian Harmon. And then my final guy is I'm not quitting Cam Davis either. No way, no chance on this course. He finished third last year, um, hit the ball fantastically at the Sony gained over 7.5 ball striking. So Hoagie, Harmon Davis, I got that middle tier peppered. So to close the loop on the Pete Dye discussion, uh, everybody in this field going back to 2016, the only golfer who has played as many rounds on Pete Dye courses and played them better than Siwoo Kim is Brian Harmon. Uh, I was going to see if you could let me guess. That oh, wouldn't sorry. have been my guess. No, I would have guessed Cantlay. <laughs> so Cantlay has, so I, I manipulated the data here. Cantlay has five fewer rounds. So it's okay. very, very close. And Cantlay is by far the best. Him and John Rahm kind of lead the way, but Siwoo has technically played more rounds. So I was just trying to shine a, a better light on Siwoo. But either way, that, I mean, either way, the top is like Cantlay, Rahm, Davis, Scheffler, Harmon, Hadwin, Siwoo, Zalatoris. Like he's a top eight guy. And then if you want to do sample size stuff, he gets better than that. Yeah. I'm trying to think what is off. Do you know off the top of your head outside of heritage, um, the players championship TPC Sawgrass, um, what is another uh, Pete Dicorce that Siwoo has been good at between those three, between players, Heritage, and American Express. So uh, if we look at this. Uh, no, 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 memory. By oh, memory. Off, oh, off the off top of my head? Off the top of your head, yeah. What about, what about River Highlands? Well, I don't know what his best finish oh, is right there. I, I don't, see, that's a good Pete Dye that fits the bill. I just don't remember off the top of my the, the head. Sneaky the sneaky one is also Z- uh, Zurich, right? Is TPC yeah. Louisiana. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. Has he been good there? Has he played <laughs> right. there? I have no Kale idea. has. Yeah. 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 It's hard to say. You know uh, what another sneaky one is, Rick, which I don't even know if we have in the database, Austin Country Club. Yeah, of course we have it in the database. So <laughs> <laughs> he, so he hasn't, he hasn't made it out of group play. Okay. Um, but he, he played, at least last year, he played it much better. He actually gained. So the, the strokes gain data for that is really wonky because you get. Yeah, but still in. we're the only place in the industry that. Correct. And you could and you can. Yeah, you can get buzzsawed by somebody or like when Billy Horschel won it all. He had he was like a zero strokes game for the for the week. And he just kind of ran into some luck at the right Got times. lucky with the matchups. Yeah, right. Exactly. But yes, it's it's in there. So, yeah, he's been he's been OK. He's been OK at Austin Country Club as well. Um, let's continue down this board. Because this is where things really start to heat up, right? And if you like some course horses or courses, horses, uh, Adam Hadwin is here. Andrew Putnam, fresh off his 10 strokes gained putting week. Uh, JT Poston, who is as short as 50 to one. If you can shop it, you can get him as long as 80 to one. I mean, there, there are some of like the weekly DFS guys that, hey, this might be a putting contest. Hey, they might need a little bit of this three-course variance. Like, there's a lot of interesting names here. I uh, have made one bet, which closes my card at 66 to 1. And I am not usually, Rick, a live-and-die-by-course history guy. But what Adam Hadwin has done here is quite simply hard to ignore. Six appearances here. He's never finished worse than 32nd. Four top six f- 
finishes, including a solo second in 2017, runner-up in 2019. He puts the lights out here. I mean, he always puts well here. He always hits the ball well here. He's on my season-long fantasy team, so I have a little bit of investment there. Um, but I just I can't get past the combination of look at how he hit the ball in his last start out in Houston yeah. compared with the course history. My only concern, Rick, only concern, and I know you and I both are far lower on trends just in general than the public. 11 of the last 12 winners at this event have played the Hawaii swing. Do you want to know why, Andy? Because they're good players. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Because the good players play in Hawaii. Um, sorry, I was just thinking about. Like, I hate, I hate the. Did I break? So much. Did I break your brain with yes. Adam Hadwin? <laughs> no, it wasn't even the Hadwin. It was the eleven out of twelve have have won in Hawaii. I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. Um, I will note. So yes, Andy's exactly right. So we haven't seen Hadwin in two months competitively, but it was mm -hmm. 10 strokes ball striking in Houston. Couple starts before that, he gained five and a half on approach alone in Las Vegas. I mean, he's, 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 he was hitting it much better coming down the stretch. Plus all the stuff that he's done at, uh, at this event is obviously exciting. So you said your cards closed. Uh, if I'm it done with had had one at 66 <laughs> is the lowest that I'm going. Let's assume it's not. Let's assume okay. we could go a little bit lower. There are some pretty big discrepancies if you're using the grid. Ricky Fowler, 65 to 1 at his shortest, 100 at his longest. Um, look at this. Patrick Rogers, as short as 60 to 1, as long as 125 to 1. Do your shopping. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you get a couple of guys who have played well as of late, right? You've got Will Gordon in here. You've got David Lipsky, who was in the mix last week. Ben Griffin, who's been great. Thomas Dietrich, who I'm a believer in. I don't know if he can pull off a victory in this field, but like, I, I love the guy. There's kind of some like, Hey, go out and get your first win type of guys here. Yeah. Thomas Dietrich at a hundred does stand out to me as just like a price discrepancy. I don't remember what event it was. But I'm sure that I've bet Thomas Dietrich at like 40 to one before. In yeah, it might have been Bermuda like, or something like that. I've I've bet Dietrich at like 40 or 30 to one in the last like three months. Um, the name that kind of has my attention is Ben Griffin just might be good. Um, he is playing some great golf right now. He hit the ball really well at Sony finished 12th now we get to another bermuda course and if you look at his splits he has been really freaking good on bermuda man i mean he's starting to develop like if you combine the bermuda championship he's finished fourth at the Wyndham, um like sneaky kind of like good in houston too like i just i think we have something developing with ben griffin and he might be worth sticking around for for uh for one more week Okay, let's turn our attention to the matchup market. And I'm just going to pull up uh, Bro Throw real quick. And there are, I mean, there's a lot of matchups available. There are more matchups available on Bro Throw than probably anywhere else. I think last week I counted 38 of them or, or something outrageous like that. So is there a golfer, Andy, uh, that you would want to pick on? Is there a golfer that you're trying to target 
in some of these matchups? Someone that you want to be on the on the right side of? What are we doing here in the matchup space? Okay, two stood out to me right off the bat. Ricky Fowler over Justin Rose. You know I love both of these guys, Rick. Fowler is playing way better golf than Rose right now. I trust Fowler a lot more. And then um, the other one that stood out to me, and I know he missed a cut last week, but it was a really, you know, you know when it's like a, there's a good miss cut and there's a bad miss cut. Mm-hmm. Keith Mitchell had a really good miss cut where he just lost 3.2 strokes putting. Um, Christian Bezaden, how, like, are we sure he's good at all? I'm pretty sure he's got like four top 15 finishes on the PGA tour in like a two and a half year career. Yeah, it's yeah. He's like a great first round leader option. He, he like sure. gets off to a yeah. great hot start. And then he's like, ah, see you guys later. T 32 yeah. or whatever. I just don't think that he, he gets talked about like he's in kind of this like middle tier ish of players. And if once you actually look at the numbers, I think you would be surprised to see how average at best that he is as a player. Whereas with Keith Mitchell, um, I think Keith Mitchell has a lot of upside. Um, I worry about his iron play, but I think that he's going to bounce back off a miscut in a big way this week. Yeah. There's some, um, there's some pretty interesting ones here as well. Uh, Aaron Wise and Sam Burns. That'll be fun. What what side would you take in that? Um, I would normally have just straight up said Aaron wise, but because it's minus one Oh five to, to minus one fifteen. but the, I hate his history here. And I know he's been, he's a much better player since the last, I don't, I don't love wise this week. And I always love wise. Yeah. And the burn like Burns is, do we agree that Sam Burns is a better player than Aaron Wise is? Yeah, 100%. He's a better. I don't think there's like a massive, massive gap, but 100%. Uh, Mina just slacked me and said, I'll take the Burns side against you. Well, I want the Burns side too. So so we might. Okay, is, that, is, that, is that Andy? Do- Are you sure it's Mina? Are you sure it's not Andy W's burner? I know. I know. Right. I, that's, that's, that's how I treat this. Uh, okay. I'll take I'll take the wise side if she if 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 she wants it for for five bucks. So we have a group. Actually, I should have pulled up the group. We have a Rick Rungood group. Let's see what let's see what they have here. So this is a private group. We have 363 members right now. So we could all wager with each other. The VIG does not go to the house. You just settle up via Venmo or PayPal or whatever afterwards. Um, so we bet within ourselves. Let's see what's out here. TJ wants the Cam Davis side and the Siwoo Kim side is available. For fifty dollars, if anybody wants that, there is also a Montgomery side. You can take the Burns side. Uh, there's some interesting ones here. I'm looking for. I'm looking for my targets. I don't see my targets anywhere here, Andy. So uh, I'll have to circle back on that later. But if you want to get in that group, if you want to join us, uh, I threw out a bunch of. I think it was Cam Davis over Andrew Putnam matchups last week which was awesome on Thursday. And then Putnam gained nine strokes putting on Friday yeah. and Saturday. And I got whooped. I took that exact same matchup. Yeah. Um, Putnam is another, he's just, I mean, how long can he keep this up? He gained like 10 strokes putting last week. He's almost at Montgomery levels. It's crazy. And now he's $8,700 on DraftKings. He's very Whoa. annoying is what he is. Yeah. Yeah. 
The link is in the description. I think it's just brothrow.com slash Rick. It's an invite only. I will accept you if you want to join in. We'll get over 400 people. Then we'll try for five, six, seven hundred and just never have to go outside the community ever again. Um, I'm going to pull up the props board. We're going to talk one and done, but we are going to take a quick coffee break, probably 25 seconds and talk to you on the other side. Andy Lack is one of the nerdiest golf guys that I know, and I mean that as an absolute compliment. His knowledge of course architecture allows him to create some of the most actionable course previews available, and he offers up pure expertise on his own podcast, the Inside Golf Podcast. Twice a week, he offers course breakdowns, DFS, and betting strategy for every PGA Tour event, and he expands the universe by bringing on entertaining and knowledgeable guests who can offer a different viewpoint of the game that we love. Follow Inside Golf Pod on Twitter and download Inside Golf wherever you download podcasts. Andy, here's prize picks. The props are not out yet. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a taco? (laughs) That's Connor McDavid taco. Yeah, that's a that's a Tuesday taco. So they moved his four shots on goal line down to two and a half for the next three hours. God, are you a hockey guy at all? No, but I do. I actually do do a lot of prize picks because the lines are pretty bad. But I don't follow it. I just like check the next day to see if yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I guess I knew the answer to that question because we talked about the Las Vegas uh, Golden. Is it the Golden Knights? Yeah. Yeah, I could probably name three guys in the league right now. Okay, that I mean, I'm probably in the same boat. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, just hit us up in Slack when if you have any prize picks questions when the lines come out. Here's the big thing to keep an eye on: if they split the courses, I could see them not splitting the courses and setting the same round score lines or birdie lines, whether you're playing the stadium course or La Quinta and La Quinta Mm -hmm. has historically been the easiest. So that when these come out, which is I'm assuming at some point in the next couple hours, that's what I'll be looking for. If that's the case, then you have to attack because I think the stadium course is like not significantly, significantly, but I think La Quinta is such a joke. I mean, such a joke. Yeah. They usually, and they usually shred it too. Do you know that La Quinta is the only course on the PGA tour that does not have a par four over 465 yards and a par five over 545 yards? (laughs) No, I did not know that. I just learned. Is that. that like, there needs to be some standard of like baseline that you need to hit to host a PGA tour event. Well, why don't like they you, just change them to a par fours and we'll call, you know, just change the five to a four. Totally cool with that too. Yeah. Totally cool with that too. But as a par 72, it's a, it's a joke. Uh, since prize picks doesn't have the lines out, let's, let's, let's bank the, rub them a little bit. So this is rungoodprops.com, which is just a giant dashboard. Um, some of these props are way off. So if you compare them to sports books, so for example, well, obviously, Connor McDavid's line is showing up here. BetMGM has his over three and a half shots line uh, at minus one thirty-five. Obviously, the line on Prize Picks right now is uh, two and a half. Then you can find a lot of other NHL shot lines that do not match. Where FanDuel has, for example, Barrett Hayden over one and a half shots at minus two ten. Like there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad lines out there on Prize Picks. So I'm I'm right. hoping I'm hoping that. 
the golf ones are are similarly as bad when they get released in a couple hours. Yeah, hopefully it's a couple hours, right? Usually it's like Tuesday late afternoon at the latest. Yeah, I mean, they're, the, uh, last week they were out when when we when we did this show. Sometimes they wait until tea times are out, right? But and tea, tea times, are times out. Yeah, they just came out though, right? Not very long ago. Uh, I thought I saw them last night, but I could be. Oh, wrong. really? Okay, okay. I thought wow. so. So oh, the okay. the uh, this question from Double Toppy, which I don't I don't know if there's an answer to this question because it, it, there's going to be some variance in day on stuff, but the rotation is as follows: You go La Quinta. Nicholas tournament course, stadium course. So that means if you start on the Nicholas course, it goes Nicholas Stadium, La Quinta. If you start mm-hmm. on the stadium course, it's Stadium, La Quinta, Nicholas course. It's that that is the rotation. I think it depends on like the player, but is the question what would you want? What order would you want for your guy ideally? I believe that is the question, but I'm I actually do not believe there is an answer to that. I would probably want my player playing the stadium course two days in a row. I would so want Saturday. To, yeah. I would want them to have the closest time in between playing the stadium course, but that could be completely wrong. I which mean, means just, yeah. Which means those are the guys that start on La Quinta. Right. Which if you get off to, well, I guess the upside of that is if you get off to a good start, your name's at the top of the leaderboard and you're engaged in the tournament. But if you don't get off to a good start at La Quinta, you're really behind the eight ball already. Generally speaking, those are going to be some of the better players because they get then they then they get those guys at the stadium course on Saturday and Sunday. So for the yeah purposes where all the cameras are and where all the like they they put those guys there saturday and sunday so that um when people tune in they get to see like for example scotty scheffler tony finau adam hadwin taylor pendrith are all looking to guys on thursday so for like pga tour live do they even have cameras on looking to nicholas course like for espn plus pga tour live in the morning are they are we even gonna see those courses yeah i think they will but it'll be like here's a shot that happened three minutes ago from over there i don't know for example i don't know if i don't know if if somebody goes nuts and yeah. is about to shoot a 50 not like would they be able yeah. to run a run a, a live camera out yeah. or would you Tom just Kim has it? a putt for 59 here's the first time you're seeing it but here's his putt on 18 yeah i don't know i don't know the answer to that i feel like in the past it has been like hey we'll flip you over to this course for a shot flip you over to that course for a shot but it mostly stays i think at the stadium course we'll see yeah okay one, one and done. done one and done uh, we are horrible at this. So we yeah, are two weeks. Tom Kim, Andy, great pick, dude. Tom Kim, zero dollars. I didn't get much more. Hideki Matsuyama, twenty thousand two fifty. So the New Year standings are me at two hundred eighty five, you at two hundred and thirteen. We have basically everybody available. You've used Seamus Power and Tom Kim. I've used Cam Young and Hideki Matsuyama. So. Broadly speaking, what types of considerations are you making for this week? Well, the purse is a little bit bigger than last week. Last week was 7.9. What do we have this week? Last week was 7.9. This week is 
eight million. So yeah, tiny. So probably the same. I think anybody below fifty to one is what you're looking for. But am I using Xander or Rom here? I'm not. I I I I don't think so. I think that there are some guys in the field that I would actually save for majors. Right? I, I agree. wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Rom, Xander, even Zalatoris. Like, would you use yes. Zalatoris here? No. No. I, I would so use either. um Siwoo Kim. Mm-hmm. Chase a little bit with Siwoo. Brian and, Harmon, Tom Hoagie, Cam Davis, those guys. Yeah, I Taylor think, Montgomery. I think, I think Brian Harmon is the, uh, Brian Harmon is the guy I will use against you for sure. That's who I was going to use. Okay, it's your turn first. Yeah, anyway, get out though. in the get out in the lead, and you can. Pick so Brian you're Harman. so you're taking Brian Harmon. That is correct. <sighs> I will take Cam Davis. Uh. I like that. I can tell you that Cam Davis, as of right now, on officefootballpool.com, is the 13th most selected golfer, only 3.5%. So before we get out of here, let's make predictions. We do this every week. Who do you think is the highest owned in the big contest, in Rick Rungood contest, Mayo contest, the big ones? Brian, Brian Harmon slash Patrick Cantlay. No way Brian Harmon's the highest stone. You really think so? Yeah. Are you looking at office football <laughs> pool right now? Yeah. And it's Brian Harmon? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just, but I think, I think that people like, so you look at the, the run and done, there's 1100 people in it. I think a lot of people look at it and say, okay, I, I realize that this is $8 million. It's not 20 and it's very early. Mm-hmm. People don't like to spend their guys early. I can assure yeah. you that. And I think that people will say, give me B harm. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I get him at like 6% or whatever, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah. I was going to say that Cantlay would be very popular because I think there are a lot of people that still have their trepidations about Cantlay at majors. And then I was going to say that I would think that guys like Cameron Young and Sam Burns would be pretty popular, but I guess I'm, I'm incorrect on that one. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's only Tuesday morning. We'll see what happens Thursday morning uh, and how this stuff actually rolls in. But uh, yeah, this is a fun, it's a fun week for like round by round stuff or live betting because you can say, oh, so-and-so's gained, you know, six shots to the field, but they still have to play La Quinta or like all that fun stuff. I actually, I actually don't, I I actually hate the idea of the fairness of a, of a three course rotation, but I like the extra opportunity that it affords. Yeah. I just, the pro-am thing, like, is there a spot for that in professional golf anymore in 2023? Do we need this? Mm, I've, I've never needed it. So yeah. It can it can go unless they want to invite us. Then, well, then, now then I'm we'll changing my tune. Yes, if if they would like us to play, I mean, come on, it's probably probably good. We should have them every week, every single week. I would do it, and then so next week we have Tory Pines, and then the week after we have our other pro am, which is the final pro am of the season. Correct, and then the week after that, Phoenix. God, that's going to be fun. All right, you got anything else? No, that's it. Um, Producer Mina does all the hard work behind the scenes. Thank you very much. Andy Lack available on Twitter at ADP Lack Sports. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been your betting preview for this week's American Express. Good luck.